Hello and welcome to this podcast on family law in the UK presented to you by Natasha Slabas. We are now on episode four and I've decided to change strategy slightly and go from finance and divorce to children matters and specifically where a parent wishes to relocate to a different jurisdiction from where the child or children are currently living and of the considerations the court will give to such circumstances together with the administrative and court process. Relocation cases are some of the most difficult faced by judges in private family proceedings because the stakes are so high with the decision severing ties at least one of the parents, if the case is brought by the applicant, that they will go come what may, which would obviously mean that if they lose, then the child stays and loses that parent who moves abroad. Or conversely, if they win, then they leave with the child and the parent who fought against that relocation doesn't see the child as much. So it is a very difficult question for all judges concerned. The legislative framework underpinning the process is under the Children Act 1989. And under Section 8 of the Children Act, you would apply for a specific issue order to relocate abroad with the children, are pluralised for the sake of keeping it uniform throughout but obviously the same would happen whether there is one child or multiple children in terms of the process for your application. So you make the application on a C100 if it's under section 8 of the Children Act which is where there is no current child arrangements order in force If, however, there is a child arrangements order in place, regularising the arrangements on the ground at the time of you considering the relocation, then you would actually apply using a different form because you would be proceeding under Section 13 of the Children Act, which is basically uh, saying that If you want to change the child's place of jurisdiction, i.e. relocate to a different jurisdiction and there is a child arrangements order in force, that that subsection will apply. So if you are holding an order for child arrangements, then you would use a different form, which is a C1 and an FM for mother 1. And if there are allegations of domestic violence or abuse, you would also be lodging a form C1A alongside either a C100 or that C1 form. You will have to try to mediate or apply for a mediation exemption certificate to be signed off by a mediator if you choose not to mediate when making the application at court. It is obviously advisable that you try to mediate not only 
in terms of reducing costs and uncertainty, but it also is a more conciliatory process than litigating at court, which often heightens anxieties and uh, can damage your relationship with the other parent. Regarding the court's analysis, therefore, of an application to relocate, the first and paramount consideration applied by the court is under the Children Act. Looking at the Children Act and specifically Section 1.1, the court will consider when determining any questions with respect to the upbringing of a child or the administration of a child's property or an application of any income arising from it, the child's welfare, and that will be the court's paramount consideration. Another important point is section 1.3 of the Children Act. So what the court will do when considering whether to make a section 8 order under section 1.4 is applying what is known as commonly the welfare checklist. And there is a list of scenarios A to G, A being the ascertainable wishes and feeling of the child concern, considered in light of their age and understanding, B, his physical, emotional and educational needs, C, the likely effect on him of any change in his circumstances, D, his age, sex, background and any characteristics of his which the court considers relevant, E, any harm which he has suffered or is at risk of suffering. F, how capable each of his parents and any other person in relation to whom the court considers the question to be relevant is of meeting his needs. And G, the range of powers available to the court under this Act in the proceedings in question. Turning therefore to the application C100, which is the more commonly used form where there are no existing orders in place for the children, you would be asking for a specific issue order at the front, on the first page, and you would be listing out basic information for both you and the other parent. You would then be setting out a very short summary of your application background. You mustn't include a full statement it is simply meant to be a summary of what you're asking the court to do. If you're applying for more than one child to relocate, don't think that you will be uh, summarising welfare interests collectively. You should be looking at each child individually according to their age, their wishes and feelings and their ability to express those feelings impartially and uh, without some sort of external influence, which is very important. There are professionals who will be automatically involved when you make this sort of application at court, such as a CAFCAS officer, which is a court-appointed officer, or you could apply for an independent social worker Independent social workers are privately appointed individuals and so invariably they will have 
more time to devote to a case in terms of their work and their interviews and meetings with the family individually and as a whole. But if you do not have the funds with which to afford to pay for an independent social worker, then CAFCAS is quite satisfactory and will apply the law and the relevant questions and processes in place. You will make your application and then serve the application on the other side. And then you will be given a notice of hearing once you have received the issued application and that will tell you the time for the first hearing, otherwise known as the first hearing dispute resolution appointment. That hearing will simply go through uh, timetabling for the proceedings in general and likely provide for you and the other parent to submit evidence in the form of witness statements with a declaration of a statement of truth sworn by you at the end, attesting to its contents being true to the best of your knowledge and belief. In that statement, you will have all of the main details for your case to re relocate with the children. It is therefore essential that in advance of making this application, you have thought through the entire circumstances and scenario for relocation. That I can't stress enough. What you need to think about is the following. Are you genuinely relocating or is there some motivation behind that because you are not getting on as well with the other parent? Be very careful on that because the court is accustomed to dealing with all sorts of families and they will see through any ulterior motives that you might have uh, to disguise uh, a attempt or wish to bring about severance of a relationship with the left behind parent. Remember the first and paramount consideration is the children's welfare and the court will probably not order or permit your relocation if it has doubts as to the sincerity of your intentions. You therefore need to consider the reasons for your relocation which are commonly a remarriage or a new relationship with a spouse or partner who might live abroad and must move because of a new job or otherwise. There could be the, the reason that you have an employment opportunity abroad which you cannot turn down. There could be the reason that you want to return home and that you always intended to do so, or even if not, that you now intend to do so. It could be that you simply want to emigrate to another country on the basis that that jurisdiction will offer a better life for you and the children than England and Wales, which are also referred to as lifestyle cases. What you need to remember is you do not have an automatic right to remove the children without the other parent's consent. That is important if you do so without their consent you could be committing criminal offence. It is therefore not advisable you do this. When you 
think about your case at the stage when you'll be submitting your full evidence to the court, you must think about exactly what your children uh, will have in that other jurisdiction that they don't necessarily have here. So try to compare and contrast the lifestyle that they have in this country with the country to which you would be relocating. You should have a clear plan of the school at which the children will attend, your residence where you will attend, whether there is any family or friend network around you with clear details showing exactly how far in distance those people are from you together with information about their availability and likelihood of helping assist with arrangements or being simply an added benefit to your children's lives if going there. You should also think about proposals for the contact arrangements if you were to be granted with leave to remove for the left behind parent. You should make sure that you are generous about your proposals for such arrangements. It is important that you can demonstrate that you are able to facilitate those arrangements during the school holidays, but that you are also welcoming that left behind parent to visit on any other occasion on which they might be able to do so. There is no point in presenting a case to a court where you have not thought that part fully through. The judge will see through it and think that you have an ulterior motive, which is to simply escape from the other parent because of your personal issues with that person, as opposed to being child-centric in focus. You should then uh, think about what you would do if you were not granted the application, which is often one of the harder questions, because you may think to yourself, you will go come what may, but the court will not be easily threatened by that approach. As repeatedly said, the welfare is the paramount concern for the children, not you and what you want to do. So the court will be thinking what is best for them and if you are using a statement to make uh, you know, a statement as such to the court that if you don't accept what I want to do I'll go anyway that won't persuade the judge to come to your side of what you want to happen it might in fact deter the judge even more if they were swaying towards the left behind parent because it obviously is not an attractive thing for a litigant to try to pressurise a judge into giving an answer they want. So if you think that is unrealistic and you will not leave come what may, you should say that and equally, do not be afraid that by admitting that you would probably stay here if the court does not accede to your application, as meaning that 
that's an easier decision for the judge to make because they know that the, the children will not be prevented from spending time with both parents if they simply refuse the application. It is simply an exercise which you cannot ignore and which the judge will expect you to deal with. As said, the most important things are to focus on having a clear and detailed plan of what you intend to do and how that life will benefit your children and how you intend to upkeep the left behind parents life with the children thereafter. I hope that you found this helpful. It's simply a snippet into the process. You will have to have at least two more hearings if you do not agree outside of court, which are known as a dispute resolution appointment, as well as the trial. And the independent social worker or the CAFGAS officer will have prepared their report, which is not conclusive as to the result, but will often largely sway the judge as to their decision making. And if you get to the stage of a trial, you will have to stand up and give oral evidence and be cross-examined by the other parents' team, as will they, and then the judge will make a decision. And these cases are not easy, but a lot of the time they are necessary, and hence the binary nature of them is unavoidable. It could be that if the court is concerned about the ability for the left-behind parent to be able to travel to see the children, that a fund is put aside to guarantee that happening. So in other words, you'll have to offer quite a lot in terms of your generosity to the left-behind parent if you are to decide to relocate, because that will help your case. And it will also show and demonstrate to the court that you are child focused with their best interests at heart, as the court will want that to be the case throughout. Thank you for listening and take care.